0: Thank you so much for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about Our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Why is water baptism so important? Well, we've been going through a series called This Is Our Story. And I've been talking to you about taking you all the way back from the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve. And I've given you stats like 96.6. 96.6 percent of our DNA is exactly the same. There's only .04 of our DNA is actually different. Even, even scientists and those who study these things have said, we do come from two people. Now, they would say it's not Adam and Eve. But how many of you know, we know who it is. It's Adam and Eve. So that means we all came from the same two people, which makes us family, which means you're sitting right next to your 132nd cousin right now. Just turn to your left and right. You didn't even know them. Just introduce yourself. Say, what up, cuz? We're all connected. We're all related. I've taken you through Noah and the great flood, Adam and Eve, and Shem, Ham, and Japheth, his three sons, how we're all connected. That's where, that's where different places, where you go to different continents, and, and you get different pigmentation, the point zero four, but we all come from the same people. And then I've talked to you about Abraham, who started a spiritual family. Abraham is the father of our faith. Even if you're here visiting today from another church, hey, you're, you're my brother and my sister. And, and I've said, not only are we related through blood, but we're also related through the spirit. Now everybody say this with me. Say, spirit is thicker than blood. Oh, let me tell you something. I got some blood family that I have to explain. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I ain't hanging out with some of my blood. But I'll hang out with my spirit. Spirit is thicker than blood. That's why we call each other brother and sister. Because we really are brothers and sisters. And if Jesus is your Savior, that means the Father is your Father. That makes us brother and sister. I don't care where you're from. If, you're, if, if you've given your life to Jesus, then that makes us a brother and sister in Christ. Which means spirit is thicker than blood and then we walked i walked you all the way through moses going to Israel, going to egypt to deliver the israelis out of slavery from egypt and here's what you need to remember about egypt in the bible it always represents sin how many of you know what you've ever been in sin oh it'll put you in slavery uh, we, we see it all the time. We see it every day. People trying to get out of Egypt. Trying to get out of it. How many of you, could, I, I need a witness here. How many of you have ever had to walk away from some stuff? And man, it just, so we, I've been talking to you about Moses. And Moses is going to come. He's going he's to give the plagues. Remember the 10 plagues. Get down to the 10th plague. The death angel is going to come through Egypt. Kill every firstborn. Except, except the house that has blood from a lamb painted over the doorpost of its over the doorpost of the door and the death angel will pass over and spare that family which represents salvation remember i told you last week easter sunday jesus was the lamb of god his blood was shed. And if you put the door, the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of your life through faith and following Jesus, then the death angel will pass over you and me one day too. Can you say amen? And you go, we're not going to die. No, no, no. We're, this body will die, but your last breath on earth will be your first breath in heaven. We're going to live forever. We're going to be in heaven forever. We better learn how to get along here on earth. So we, we see that. And then, and then, so you're going to see the deliverance. Moses is going to pronounce the last plague and then he's going to lead Israel out of Egypt. The blood over the doorposts represents salvation. Remember, the Old Testament, con- Old Testament is the, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And so he's going to lead 2 million Jews out. And he's going to take them to the banks of the red sea and then pharaoh who said they could leave is now going to be upset about it and he's going to get 600 of his chariots and his best warriors and they're going to chase them down and they're going to be catch them at the red sea so you've got israel red sea at our back and the egyptians in our front and now the Egyptians are say, I mean, the Israelites are saying to Moses, did you bring us out here to die? Look at me right here. Look at me. Remember, what does Egypt represent? Sin. Listen, you may walk away from sin, but sin will always try to come and get you back again. Oh, she'll be calling you. You know, that old boyfriend, he going to call you again. Always, you got, you got away from it, but then it always comes back. Moses, did you bring us out here just to kill us, just to let us die? And you might remember, he says, see the salvation of the Lord. And he takes a stick, his staff, puts it in the water. And the winds began to blow and the water parts. And all two million of those Jews walked through the water. Everybody say the water. They walked through the water. And then the Egyptians, they chase them through the water. And once every Jew got out, then Moses lets the stick out. And all of it comes crashing in and delivers them on that day. You go, remember, blood was salvation. The sea parting and walking through the sea was the baptism. Now let me take you to the New Testament to show you, and I'll give you just a quick, few quick thoughts on it. Let me take you to Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, and then we're going to baptize some people. It says, "If it's the init- initiation ritual you're after, you've already been through it by submitting to baptism. Going under the water was the burial of your old life. But coming out of it was the resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ Jesus. Look at me. I said it to you last Sunday. God did not come to make bad people good. God came, Jesus came to the earth to make dead people live again. You were dead, spiritually dead, until you got the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of your life. Jesus came to shed his blood, the Lamb of God, to get the blood over the doorpost of our life so that we could actually live. Somebody ought to say amen on that one. And so I want you to see that. So Luther describes baptism as this way. He said, it's death by drowning. Oh, I've baptized many of you in this room. Some of you, I wish I'd have held down just a little bit longer. Listen, baptism is not an end, it's just a beginning. How I many you know this was, Israel was saved, blood, baptism, water, but they didn't reach their destination yet. They're going to a place called the promised land. It was the beginning of their journey. So let me show you scripturally for those in the room have, who have put your faith in Jesus. First of all, let me tell you, scripturally, baptism is Jesus' idea. It's not our Savior's church's idea. It might not have been the church that you grew up in idea. It actually comes from the Bible. It's Jesus's idea. It's it's, water baptism is not the church's idea. In fact, Jesus is going to connect water baptism to this journey of discipleship that all of us are on. He's going to connect the dots. In fact, Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Jesus speaking, go therefore and remember if it's in yellow, read it with me. Go therefore and of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's done after conversion. So let me tell you what happens in churches. We either make too big a deal about water baptism or we make too little of a deal about water baptism. In fact, One person may say, I'm saved because I'm baptized. Well, that's not true. And the other may say, I am saved, so I don't need to be baptized. That's not good either. The pendulum needs to stop between the two viewpoints. I can show you in the book of Acts when the church was birthed and born, when people put their faith in Christ, they got water baptized. In fact, let me show you a couple of examples. Acts 2 and 38. Peter replied, each of you, watch the progression. Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, and then be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the Holy Spirit. Look at Paul and Silas are in prison. They've gotten beaten up for preaching the gospel. And look what the scripture says. They start ministering to the jailer. They replied to the jailer, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be what? You'll get the blood over the doorpost of your life. Along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in the household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them, washed their wounds. And then he said, Everyone in his household we immediately. So you're, you're going to find in Scripture, there is one exception. I'll show you in just a moment. You're going to find when people put their faith in Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. It's not faith in our Savior's church. Look right here. Our Savior's church can't save you. This church cannot save you. How about this one? What about if I receive communion? You can receive communion. That won't save you. There is only one person who can save you. One. It's not your mama. It's not your daddy. I'm going to show you in just a moment. There's only one that can save you. And it is a person. You're not going. Baptism is something that followed after. I'm going to show you why in just a moment. But I I just want to take one moment and talk to you just for a moment. We haven't gotten to Moses yet. It's coming in a few weeks where Moses is going to take him through the Red Sea, then he's going to take them into the wilderness. And some of you might remember, because you saw the movie. He's going to come down with some tablets. And on the tablets, there's going to be what? The Ten Commandments. And you go, are we supposed to keep those Ten Commandments? Well, let's just go through them real quick. Number one, you should have no other gods before me. Question. Have you ever put anything before God? I'll wait. <laughs> Guilty. How about this one? Don't create any graven image. Have you ever created, you know, I would never create a graven image and worship it. I believe in God. I got a picture of him in my, in my, my grandma's got a picture of him in her dining room. I'd never create, no, 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 that's not what it means. What it means is that you would create your own religion and you would end up creating who you think God is without going to the word to find out who he really is. So you end up worshiping the created version of Jesus instead of going to his word. Are y'all tracking with me? How about this one where it says, thou shall not steal. Anybody here ever stolen anything? Raise your hand. You're in church. You'll go straight to hell if you lie. Okay, don't let any of those people be the ushers. Kevin, did you see all the hands? No ushers. Y'all can't usher. No, we, it, it doesn't say how much. You go, I haven't stolen anything. It doesn't say how big it is. How many of you have ever gone to the bank and the teller, I need a pen. And the teller sends you a pen and you sign. And then you go, you know, I really need this. And you keep the pen. You stole that pen. Some of you need to leave here after church and go return that pen because you stole it. It doesn't say how much. Have you ever broken that one? I have. Thou shalt not lie. Oh, yeah, it's getting deep up in here, St. Landry. Have you ever told a lie, an exaggeration? Oh, don't be looking at me because I exaggerate sometimes. I usually tell you when I am what about this one murder okay pastor you there's one i have not committed watch what the scripture says jesus would not only affirm the old testament but he would actually add to that commandment he would say if you hate your brother it's as the sin of murder oh no it's gonna get deep here in a second why 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 would Jesus say if you hate your brother, it's as the sin of murder? Because, because hate has an end game. Hate unfiltered will always lead to murder. The only reason why you haven't murdered is because you're afraid of the punishment. That this is for the follower of Jesus, there is no room for hate. We we're in a movement of love. Even people we disagree with. Oh, I'm talking to some of you Facebookers right now. Oh, you, your fingers need to get saved and born again. Well, my heart's born again, but my fingers aren't, Pastor. You, no, I know, you typing stuff. No, no, it, it's, you would commit, the only reason why you haven't committed murder is because you're afraid of the punishment if you did. Jesus saying, you've already committed the sin of murder in your heart. How about this one? Do not commit adultery. That means for me to be unfaithful to Heidi, my wife. But Jesus would add to it, didn't he? He says, but if a man looks on a woman and lusts after her, he's committed the sin of adultery in his heart. How many of you men now, according to that standard, have committed? Don't raise your hand in church. You're right here by your wife. This is going to get really awkward. No, not me, pal. You're lying. What's the point? What do you mean? God gave us these commandments to keep them? That's not what Paul said. He said, no, no, no. Who was Paul? The apostle Paul. He was a Pharisee before he was the Apostle Paul. And he would say, the most zealot, Pharisee, religious man of them all. Which meant, I did everything to keep those commandments. I'll just quote what he said. I'll paraphrase what he said. It was the law, the Ten Commandments, that was a school teacher to me. That led me to this Jesus. Because he realized that he could not keep commandments what is what am i saying to you god didn't give us the ten commandments so that we would keep them what no he gave us the commandments to show us that we're sinners that we can't keep them and you go well then what do we do if we can't keep the ten commandments There's a penalty. It's the highest law of all, the Ten Commandments. So it has the greatest penalty of all. You do the crime, you got to pay the time. What's the time? The time is eternal separation from God. There's a place. When we die, there is a place. It's called hell. Hell, heaven, or hell. We don't get to decide. You're not going to stand before God one day. The scripture says, a appointed man wants to die, then the judgment. It is not going to be a balance where you're going to say, well, you remember that time? Man, I did some good stuff that one time. You know, there's other stuff I did. I stole the pen. I saw, you know, I did something. I thought on that woman. You, you, you ain't going to weigh it like this. There is no weighing. That, that's a fallacy that's not true, because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all lawbreakers, which means we deserve the penalty. Then what's the good news? It's why for God so loved you, that he sent his only son Jesus, the only one who never the only one who's ever kept the commandments ever. Only one. Pope couldn't do it. Mother Teresa couldn't do it. Billy Graham couldn't do it. Pastor you you already knew that though, didn't you? Couldn't do it. So he sent only one who could to go to a cross to pay for the sins of the world, yours and mine. And he gave his life for it. Shed his blood for it. The blood. Thank you for the blood. And when I put my faith in Jesus, then the blood gets applied to the doorpost of my life. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're just forgiven for everything we've ever done. Does that mean we don't? Paul would say, does that mean I go on sinning? Absolutely not. It means I try everything I can not to. I'm following Jesus. Christianity is not going to church. Christianity is following this person named Jesus. Are you all tracking with me? Please. How many I don't like organized religion. Good, you're in a perfect spot. This is the most unorganized church you've ever been a part of. <laughs> How do you do it? A, admit you're a sinner. B, believe that Christ came to die for your sins. C, confess him as the Lord of your life. Put your faith in Him. i got to get cleaned up first. No, no, no. That isn't how it works. You you just come as you are. You don't get cleaned up because if you could get cleaned up by yourself you've already been cleaned up. Say, but I'm a mess. Good, He loves messy. He loves messy people. You put your faith in Him and then He gives you the power that you need. He comes and cleans you up. You see, it's not you getting cleaned up. He cleans you up. I don't know that God loves me. Look at me right here. How many of you have children? If you got children, what did that child do to make you start loving it? Nothing. There it was. You gave birth to that child, mama. I, Daddy, I know I was with you. I stood at that nursery window looking at the babies. Mine was not the prettiest baby in there. I wanted this other one because it was pretty. But they said, no, that one is yours. And I had to, I loved that one. Even though it wasn't the prettiest one. And that's the one they took they brought it home with us. What did, what, so that child did nothing to increase the love you have for it. Then what has that child to decrease the love you have for it? Answer? Nothing. God loves you. He loves you. For God so loved you. You. Monday, you. Before coffee, you. Time of the month, you. i was been picking on the men. Let me get to the girls now. He loves you. And he died for you. maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in him i just i gotta i gotta do more no no you're not gonna increase his love for you I, i gotta clean no 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 you don't have to clean up that's not how it works he just wants you christians would you pray right now i just want to give everyone an opportunity maybe today's the day that you put your trust in him not this church This church will let you down. Pastor, you will let you down at some point. Put your trust in him. If you're here today and you're ready to receive Christ and go, I am ready. I want to do the progression. I want to repent of my sins. I want God to come into my life, and I want to serve and follow him. I want to pray for you right now. Say, Pastor, you, I'm going to pray for you. Say, that's me. I'm ready today. Would you slip your hand up all over this room? I'm going to pray for you right now. Say, I'm ready. I'm going to start following Jesus today. Hold up high. Don't don't be afraid. Hold up high. I see your hands. Come on. Hold up high. Don't be ashamed. I see your hands. I see them. I see them. I see them all over the building today. Congregation, let's add our voice to theirs. Would you say this? Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me. I am a sinner. I've broken the law. I've deserved the penalty. But thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. To pay for my sins, I put my faith in him to save me. Now, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give all of them a big round of applause. I'm going to do these real quick. Let me me give you number two real quick. Let me give you number two. Historically, it's going public with your faith. Why do we get baptized? It's, it's, it's going public. It means we're not ashamed of Jesus. It means we're coming out of the closet. It's showing the world, I belong to Jesus. I put my faith in him. I love the story of the daddy who was talking to his 12-year-old boy about water baptism. And he was making sure his son understood the very meaning, things I'm talking to you about, that he understood it. And his little four-year-old brother was in the room, too. And so he's telling him, and finally the father felt like this 12-year-old was going to get baptized on Sunday. He understood it, so he gave him permission. And the little four-year-old boy walked out of the room mad. So his daddy walked in and said, son, what's wrong? Why are you upset? I'm just talking to your brother about getting baptized. And the little four-year-old says, well, I want to be advertised, too. it's being advertised that's what baptism is it's you're you're being advertised as I'm a follower of Jesus it's a public declaration it shows everyone who you're following it shows your city your family your co-workers let me give you number three it is symbolic it's not about the rings and it's not about the water what I mean the rings 33 years ago Heidi and I stood before a pastor when they said, do you, will you promise to love her, cherish her, honor her, richer, poorer, sickness and health, till death do you part. And I said, I do. And she said the same thing back. We said it to one another and we said it to God. We made a covenant. I know there's been times she's wanted to kill me. But she didn't want to break the commandments. And then, they, then the pastor asked, what symbol do you have? As a token of your covenant to one another. Covenant. And we said, we got rings. I'm wearing mine today. I wear it every day, except when I'm driving the tractor. I wear it. What does this say to you, girls? Back off. I belong to somebody else. Oh, you can stop praying. I'm taken. As if any of you were praying. (laughs) It says, I belong to her. Did this ring make me married? Of course not. This ring is just a reminder. It is a symbol. It is a token. Listen, that water won't make you saved. That water doesn't save you. That water is Louisiana water. Make sure your mouth is closed when you go down. There's nothing magic about it. It's your obedience is what makes it the deal. I I saw one of our, that got baptized in the earlier service afterwards. I said, well, well, tell me about it. And, And this is a full grown woman. She goes, I can't explain it. And she goes, the only words I have is, I felt like the weight has been lifted off of me. The weight. I can't explain it. I can't explain it either. I just know when you obey God, God shows up and he meets you there. Salvation. Get the blood over. You might have even grown up in maybe more of a traditional church where you might have done this as an infant. This is not disparaging of that. I'm just saying what the scripture says. That when you get the blood over the doorpost. Salvation. When you put your faith in Jesus, like many of you just did. Then the next thing that you do is get baptized. Get water baptized. And let me give you number four. Practically, it's my next step of obedience. Can you go to heaven dry? We do have an example. We have the man on the cross when Jesus was crucified. There was a thief right next to him. And the thief said to Jesus, Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. So there is an exception to it because he couldn't be baptized. And so, I, Pastor Jacob and I have been in hospital rooms where people on their deathbed, and they said, I never got baptized. And we said, give us some water. And we just dumped water and baptized them in the name of the Father, his Son, Jesus, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. Look what John 14, Jesus speaking, John 14 and 15 says, If you love me, show it by doing what I told you. And so today we're going to have the opportunity to follow in obedience to Jesus. If you've given your life to Jesus, you need to be baptized. So, today, I'd like to ask all of our candidates to stay up to their feet. We're going to dismiss you straight out the back doors. There are people back there with uh, lanyards who will help you and take you back and get you ready. Let's put our hands together for all of those. Come on. Come on, let them hear you. of you. Oh, my word. All right, now listen, listen, listen. Let me me show you one more thing in in Scripture, real quick. Uh, Listen, there's nothing convenient about being water baptized. Y'all know this? You get wet, and then your hair gonna look terrible when you come out. And we're all gonna laugh at you. No, I'm teasing, we're not. Because we've all done this. What, I I want you, I want to, I want to just show you something in Scripture that happened. Philip is, is is talking to uh, an Ethiopian eunuch, and he's sharing with him the gospel, and the eunuch puts his faith in Jesus, and they're on a chariot talking. And, th- and this we pick up the story in Acts 8:35 through 38. Listen, so beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Okay. If you've been born again, put your faith in Jesus and you're here today. And you go, I didn't know it was water baptism Sunday. You know, I would do it, but I wasn't prepared. Well, guess what? We got shorts and shirts, everything you need to be baptized today. And if you're here today and the Holy Spirit's here and he's going, do it. Go do it. All you got to do is you can just get up and walk right back there. There's people standing right there and they'll take you back and get you everything you need. We'll baptize you today. I have baptized men in all their clothes because they went, today's my day. Maybe today is your day. I want you to know that the pool is open. If you put your faith in, that water won't save you. If, if you had put your faith in Jesus and you get dunked, you're going to be a wet sinner when you come out. You're just going to make the water more dirty. That's all. But if you're here today and you're moved by the Holy Spirit, get baptized today. Don't wait. Can I get an amen? Get baptized today. Don't wait. So, Ricky, can we open that up? Can we open that up? Are you all ready? Come on. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, wait. Listen. Not only are they being baptized going public, but we're also receiving them into this body. So, what I want you to do is after they get, when they go down and they come up, I want you to encourage them with all you got. So, can we practice one time? They're going to go down. They're going to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus, Holy Spirit. And they're going to come up and you're going to go. Kevin, y'all ready? Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to continue worshiping. We're going to worship the Lord together and celebrate with each and every one as they're baptized.